Hi ladies and gentlemen, we are on live now on both Facebook and YouTube and uh, viewers who are tuning in here for the first time, this is Vicky Astro and you are here uh, with us um, at the Platinum platform by GDM Metropolis Productions and, and uh, I have a very special guest right here, wherever you're going to see, here or here. Um, she is um, uh, Miss Car Karen Alston and uh, she's a special guest because she's one of the invited uh, speakers for the International Humanity Summit that all of you can see below. So ladies and gentlemen, today um, it is uh, 8th of April, 10pm right here in Singapore on a Friday night and I suppose uh, those who are tuning in from uh, US on the Northern Hemisphere um, you are the morning time over there. And without further ado, I'd like to welcome Miss Karen um, to introduce herself. And I've known her for the last, almost for six months. Um, I've known her for her work. She's known for her work in the US for domestic violence. So she's an expert in her area. And I thought it's so apt to invite her on this platform, on a collaborative uh, platform on this international uh, platinum platform that we are forming for Life Skills Academy um, because um, domestic violence the understanding um, of it and the prevention of it is so important in these very difficult times in a pandemic where things are swung from one end to another one day you wear masks one day you are told not to and another day you see people fighting on the street over a mask and the people killing each other over a mask um, so you know these are times whereby you are confused um, we hear stories about husbands um, and wives um, you know getting into very bitter physical uh, fights um, you even have stories about family violence right um, um, very sadly to say we've got stories um, in this part of the world um, fathers killing children mothers killing children because they have just broke down because of this huge huge uh, impact on the macro environment that we are facing um, and I like to think that we should blame it on the pandemic so um, uh, Karen welcome to Singapore um, you know this is a very um, unique time and a very very treasured time a very treasured uh, relationship that we have got uh, online. Karen, how are you? Would you like to introduce yourself to the international audience? Yes, good afternoon and good morning from the USA. And first of all, Vicki, I wanted to say to you, thank you so much for this opportunity. We're so excited about technology because this way we can just go all over the world and absolutely be global. So again, I say thank you to you and your team for this effort um, and this opportunity as always. Yes, I am Karen Denise Austin. I am from the state of Georgia in the United States here. And I am a certified national domestic violence advocate. I'm also a survivor. I, yes, I once was on that road. I was a victorious victim on the road to survivorship. And so having becoming a survivor, I am healed, delivered, and set free from this demonic spirit that I like to call it of yes. domestic violence. Yes. yes. Um, I am the 
founder and the CEO of For the Jew in You Global. We are a not um, not for profit organization, and uh, you know we stand as we're the voice of transition for victims to move from behind the closed doors of violence toward victorious survivorship from fear and ridicule. Ridicule, and yes. it is so important for that. Yes, because when we're trapped behind these doors, we want to come out, but sometimes the fear from the mm. perpetrator, yep. fear and the ridicule from what society mm. yep. will say or how they would treat us um, is has become has become an issue for me and for my team. And so it is important, you know, for us to really reach out and be that voice for those who are not ready to speak, you know, and for those who have gone and they no longer have a voice. So today for the Jewel in You, we actually provide emergency support, self-help workshops, educational tools for the community, and targeted services for individuals that are affected by abuse. Yes, um, Karen, you've done a great introduction. You've encapsulated that, um, you know, what you do, who you are. Now, and because this is such an important time for us to know you a little bit better, um, we want to know you. I'm not going to break this down into two parts, right? First about you, part one, and then part two about the work that you do and your organizations. Now, tell us, um, um, Karen, um, what is your philosophy you know throughout these times you're a woman you're you are a wife you are a domestic violence survivor what's your philosophy in pursuing what you do and um tell us what you stand for my philosophy is first recognition education equals prevention and when i talk about recognition as a victim, I did not know at times what I had gotten myself into. And then I began to ignore the signs. And there were many signs of abuse going around from the points of the jealousy to the raising the voice at you to isolating you from families and friends. Um, the distrust, the control of that. And so I learned now that it is, a, it is important to continue to do self-evaluations, to first look at yourself. I had to look at myself in the mirror mm. and because I had lost who I was. Mm. So I didn't even know who I was anymore. So I had to look at myself directly into, mirror, into the mirror and say, who are you? I had to find myself all over again. And in order to do that, I had to begin to, to identify the things that was good and in the areas that needed improvement. Mm. In order for me to get out of those toxic relationships, mm. because it happened over and over and over again. Yeah. And yeah. so, that's so important to me and becoming who I am today because mm. I'm not what happened to me. 
not what happened to me, but it helped me to become who I am today. Yeah, and if I look at you and the stories that I know through what you have told us at the International Summit and through our communication, all of these well, um, you know, you represent strength. You re represent survivorship, if there is such a word. Survivorship, <laughs> yes. yes. And you represent um, uh, problem solving, right? Not sitting and wallowing in a problem and complaining about it, but taking charge of the situation. So I think you're an embodiment of that. Uh, and even before we do that, um, uh, talk about your work, now tell us about um, your story um, and tell us your story about the things that you've gone through um, so that we have an understanding about what you went through and that now you are able to be that voice to help another woman and also um, tell us about um, uh, the platform yeah, that you have developed from this. Yes. I know there it must so be many. difficult. <laughs> There are so many stories and uh, some you don't share because it's too much. Yeah. But I do share so that individual will understand and be that transparency yeah. that this can happen to anybody yeah. because there is no there is no economical status, there is no no race, none of that financially mm. anything. And uh, I can remember um and when I talk about situations, I also, I, I talk about the educator. I can remember dating a um, very strong uh, individual mm. that was in the educational field. And he went off one day to a conference mm. to increase his skills. And when he came back home that day, he was just rage with jealousy. Where have I been? You know, what have you been doing? Or if I didn't answer the phone in time, mm. in time, in, you know, in, in that time, yeah. then it was, you know, that whole control part of it. But I can remember um, on that day he began to to drink, and he would drink um, absolute vodka was the drink that he drank yes. all the time. Swedish. Yes, and I and I want viewers to understand it is not the alcohol mm. that causes abuse. Mm. It is what's inside the person that brings this out. It just enhanced that 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 controlling part that was in him. That 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 thing that was inside of him. And when I couldn't answer the questions according to the way he wanted to, yeah. let me let me play this. Before he came home, I went through the house. I was cleaning the house from top to bottom, making yeah. sure everything was in place the way that he liked it. Wanted to make sure that his dinner was cooked properly. But it doesn't matter what I did. Yes. I never could get it right. If I got that right, it was something else wrong. Yes. You know, you never could get Sounds it right. Sounds familiar. Oh my goodness, you just could not get it right. and. Yeah. I don't even remember what what started him ridiculing me, mm. but all I remember was it was just over and over again, um, uh, uh, accusing me, 
calling me out of my name, saying the wrong, you know, just just continue to bring myself down, esteem down, and also building up that already fear to I became oh, even more fearful. Wow. Now I also have to let you realize now, I also at this time was working in the legal field. Um, mm. I have my uh, my bachelor's degree is in criminal justice. I was a I, I came up the ranks in the in the criminal justice field, working for attorneys, starting off as a receptionist, going to the next level of being a um, paralegal, to being a office manager there. And so I had all of this, all of these, the strength around me. But I only excelled and found peace when I went to work. So wow. I drove myself into my into my career because that was something that I could control instead of somebody controlling me. And so on this particular night, mm. he began to push me around and, you know, and, and wanted to just um, begin to force me mm. to have sex. And when you are forced, that is rape. You, yes. I just I can't explain this anywhere else. And it was horrible being slapped on oh, and, wow. and just um, a whole part of a part of my being being stripped away from me. And yes. it got so violent until um, I found myself in between the nightstand and the wall. Wow. And I was crouched down into a fetal position, just just there between the wall and the nightstand where I felt like um, there would be safety there. But he, all of a sudden he went into the nightstand and he pulled out his pistol. And he began to, um, you know, like plunge it at me, plunge it at me and, you know, wow. all in my face and everything. And I just sat there in this fetal position. Of course, you know, the tears were, 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 were coming down out of my face. and. I was afraid. I can remember when they talk about how, you know, he never said a mumbling word. I couldn't say anything at times. And yeah. there were points where I would try to scream out um, and then I would, I would get hushed. And all the time that I was going through this, I want you to know, Vicki and viewers, that you know, there were things before that that had been thrown around in the apartment. It was such a, it was such a horrific. It's a, it's a very, very um, violent environment to be in yes. in the first place. So, yes. to, to, and, so yeah. So, Karen, um, you know, I, I, I feel for you so much, and I don't want you to get into that emotion because I can feel that the hurt is brought back from your recalling of that situation. And I think because you've gone through that, um, you are the embodiment of strength and you are the embodiment of that survivorship. Yes. You know, and you are the embodiment of the answer. So, you know, I, I would like to see that, you know, you've done all this through your own experience, your own life as a testimony. That's why yes. you're the best person to be the spokesperson for domestic violence. Tell us about your experience behind uh, in the legal field. 
Yes. Um, in the legal field, again, like I said, I started off at the ranks where I was um, worked for attorneys. I also worked at the um, at the courthouse as well, our Chatham County Courthouse. And so I was in the legal field for over 25 years. Mm. <laughs> and not only here in our Savannah area, but also in Atlanta, there mm. worked for very um, strong uh, top uh, lawyers and, and judges um, doing that doing that tenure. And eventually I got kind of burnt out and I was like, boy, I've been doing this forever, you know, and I wanted to do something else. There. You wanted to do something bigger. You want to do yes. something bigger. <laughs> yes, I wanted to get to the point where I really understood what my purpose was. Yes. Because all the time I had been going through these situations and it was not that none of the lawyers really wanted to help. It was important that the report was I didn't want to open up all of the way. Because mm. I hid behind the door I would go into the office sometimes. Well, one time I went in and I had a totally black eye. Wow. And of course they were like- one It of was the your family like, situation that was pulling you back, that was holding you back to be your yeah. full self. Yes, yes. And so, and I don't mind sharing even when I get into it because I want individuals to understand that it is real. And mm. then there are individuals who have passed away from these situations mm. and their voice can never be heard again. Oh, wow. And so this is why I came up with the point of the jewel, that there mm. is a jewel. There's a diamond, you know, that you're a rough, you know, a diamond in a rough, but as you chip away all of these things, you shine bright. Diamond in the you know? rough. <laughs> I love and that. That's, and that's how I felt. But I had to get these things chipped away. Mm. And so I continued my education, Vicki. Mm. I wanted to understand when I talk about recognition plus education, I myself had to begin to try to understand and get a better and get a better insight on what domestic violence really was. You know, so it's not only important for to understand the what the signs are, mm. but also know what to say, when to say, and how to say it when you're dealing with a mm. victorious victim on the road to survivorship. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And um, tell us about um, the work that you do. I mean, I also hear that you've been doing a lot of talks and a lot of shelter for women. Um, you know, you do a lot. Can you tell us some of these work that you do and also your platform? Yes, yes. Um, our organization does not have a shelter. What we do is we partnership with the different shelters in our area. Mm. And we are now expanding to also partnership with in other states mm. because my movement is global and so i need to make sure that when that phone rings or somebody um sends me a message mm. that i that i know what i'm talking about in order to get them to the right resources mm. that is so huge yes getting to right resources yes getting them to the right resources in this in this whole project um i went i went off for a second there but um, and so that part is so important to me to, to do that. And so 
so what we so what our unique role here is in our surrounding counties and our states is we help to eliminate the stigmas mm. we want to educate on what the facts are versus the myths mm. you know like one myth is do you recognize you can recognize a person that's been in abuse no you can't mm. No, you can't because do you have to see my bruises and my scars in order to recognize True. that True. I am you in don't a see situation? It. You don't see it. And even if you've got bruises, you won't be showing everyone. <laughs> exactly. You're not going to show all of them. And I yeah. know I have walked in stores in different places and I've seen women and they're, you know, they have a black eye and, oh, and wow. you know, and sometimes we can't, um, you know, we can't say that it's from abuse, but sometimes I feel that I try to make sure that I have that connection, yeah. you know, there. And so that's what we do. And we listen, most importantly, without judgment. Yeah. You know, I had a, I had a, I had some calls within the past couple of weeks and days where individuals like, we, we have somebody here, we need you to encourage them. And so this is what we do. We take that time out just to listen to them, Vicki, because mm. every situation is different. It is the same because it is balanced, but the but the dynamics are different. Yeah. Yeah. Tell it us a different. bit about um, if a woman is in the shelter, right? They they seek help. Now, how does that work? You know, that's that the line of help, that different touch points, and then eventually getting. Um, resources um, how do you and what kind of resources are you talking about um, that can help someone yes to, to, really let, to really let um, the viewers and myself understand um, this work that you do yes yes the resources are very important especially yeah. for a victim mm. and so what happens is if they feel that they need to go to the shelter, and, and again, it's about mm. what the victim says that they need right now. Yeah. I can't say to you, go to a shelter if that's not what you want. Yeah. We have to listen. Again, I keep, keep getting to that point of listening yeah. to see what it is that they need at that point. So mm. if they say, I need help with getting a TPO, which is a temporary protective order, I then I make sure that they mm. have the information and to contact the shelter that is nearest to them to mm. help them with this process. Because mm. at this point, they're overwhelmed. Now you're talking yes. about a legal part and they need that legal advocate and attorney to help wow. them. So we got to make sure we're hearing what they are saying. And so they're so in their emotions and what has happened to them yeah. that to go into the courtrooms no, is, no. is intimidating as of well. Of course. I mean, we're, we're talking about, I don't want to take up so much of your time because this is no. your floor. But, you know, just to let the viewers understand and just to let you think this is my imagination is correct. You've got a woman here, a woman or a man, right? You've got a woman or a man or a child. Yes. They are being beaten up, either physically or mentally, emotionally. Yes. They are totally broken down. Yes. I mean, even probably lifting the phone 
to call their family, it's it's gonna be huge. I mean, I remember there are times when when I just didn't want to talk to anyone. I just wanted the world to just go away. Yes. You just wanted to shut and go to a corner, like what you say. You were physically yes. You were you were like cowering like a dog um, at the corner at the time whereby you're almost being you know shot at. Um, you know, I I could I could imagine like a woman. There are times whereby no no I just want to die. Just let this go away. Um, yes. How much can you summon the courage to get help? Going to the courtroom and making sure you got an appointment and getting dressed and getting the cap. You know, you just say no, just go away. It's like I just want to give up. Yes. My life. Because it gets to the point where you want to shut out the noise. You want to say that it doesn't exist. Noise. Yes. 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 And every time I pray for a for a person, I always say, "Let this mind that is also in Christ Jesus." I'm sorry, I just have to go and be who I am. Let this mind also be in you, mm. because you have to shut out the noise. Because on this side, you have the perpetrator. Mm. On this side, you have family members, you know, that are that are saying what they need to see. Behind you, you have co-workers and you have friends, and all you see is I don't see the road in front of me. So all of this stuff is all around, True. around them, and they don't True. know who they can trust. And a lot of times, wow. what happens is that when you share your stories, individuals will come back and use that same thing, my goodness, to ridicule you and to make you even the more they will use that. He shame you. Be, yeah. That. It's like it's yeah. like it's using it to against you to shame you, right? Tell us, yes. now, um, Karen. Uh, I th- I think you have encapsulated in such vivid terms because you are the one who actually walked the road and you walked out of it, and now you're helping others to find that road and then to eventually handhold them out of yeah. that uh, that that road. You know, and also out of a run, out of very, very difficult and even complicated situation. You're talking about finances. You're talking about home sharing. You're talking about children. You're talking about like what you say, family members, your friends. And you're talking about going to work in in a particular vicinity where the perpetrators are. Right? People know you where you where you live. It's a very complicated situation to pull yourself out yes. from this nexus of of a life that you have already built. So, so tell us, um, uh, Karen. You know, there's a tremendous work that you have. I hope that we can come back for part two because we already have you for 27 minutes. Um, tell us about, in more concrete terms, the formation of your platform or platforms, um, and the growth of it, and and what's what position is it now? Ah, uh, yes. Whew, because of the pandemic, of course. Yeah. We had to sit and do some reevaluation on yeah. how could we more, be more effective and what types of partnerships um, that we need in mm. order to help because mm. partnerships are important. Yeah. We're not the know-all, do-all. No one is. We all need help. You need a whole community. <laughs> It takes the community. Yeah. And yeah. so In this, um, and Vicky, I want to say this too. I have been a survivor for over 30 something years, and before I 
really, really came out, I wanted to educate myself again. That's how I became a national certified domestic um, violence advocate in this whole process. Tell us what's that? What does that um, mean? You go through very extensive training. And in this particular training, you're also learning the different cultures mm. around the world on the, in the different areas and how domestic violence affects us in different cultures um, and different uh, countries as well. And so that's so important. Even how do I talk to you? You know, some cultures, a woman will not look at a man um, eye to eye because it's, it's they known have to as look down. Yeah. Yes, it's it's a it's a it's it's a symbol of respect. And so we have to learn all of these different areas in order to be able to help individuals, first of all. Wow. In other words, getting to know, choosing who your knowing who your audience is when you're speaking to them. So you're not offending, but you're helping, if that yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And what, so what other aspect are you learning uh, also in America? What, what other things uh, uh, is within this, uh, um, I should say, this um, certification? Because it sounds like it's very uh, well um, recognized um, and well um, probably established in America. And it sounds like this is something that people can trust you because you already have the certification. Yes. And, and so because education to me is... is it's so important, Vicky, mm. and so that brings out the other part of what we do. Mm. You know, in our when we talked about our, our my platform, recognition plus education is the key to prevention. Mm. And so we have developed workshops for our faith-based community, for our beauty salons, mm. for our small businesses that hire. Um, individuals so that they are able to not only recognize when their employees or their mm. church members come to them, they have the tools in their hands and the wow. resources to get them where they need that help so that they're able to identify. And I, I know you asked another question, but I wanted to get to that part of the educational pieces of it where we want to you know, and these and these workshops are developed where there's only maybe like 15 people um, in those trainings, so that they're able to get that understanding of and be able to ask questions and get the necessary answers there. Yeah. And um, and so that's that's kind of how that platform is. Mm, sure. Yes. Yeah. And it, it is huge. I mean, it's very, very, very 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 important yeah and before yeah. we wrap up uh, Karen because your, your your stories are so compelling and this journey is so compelling um, could you give us a story that you can recall and relate to um, and share with the audience the international audience about a case that you've handled or come across uh, domestic violence yes um one of the one of the one of the uh, cases that I was actually traveling, I believe I was I was actually in Cincinnati, and I remember I was in Cincinnati and I got a phone call, uh, an emergency phone call, and they were like, 
Karen, Karen, um, a 13-year-old had gotten killed from her 24-year, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot how old he was, but she was 14, but I know he was, he was a man. He was like 18 plus years old. And he shot her, and he shot her right in um, the driveway oh of her mom's God. home. And and I couldn't remember who the person was, and they kept saying, yes, you do, yes, you do know this person. They're very active in a lot of my workshops. Mm. And, and very active and uh, different things of developing and all. Yep. And when I finally realized who it was, my heart dropped. Wow. And so in this whole process of this, it was going in and having to be right there mm. to be with the mother and oh. just be there. Oh my God. Just be there for the comforting, for the encouragement, and also making sure that there are constant follow-ups. I'm just calling to check on you. How are you doing? Because once it's over and the news and everything goes away, no one is there. And then Support. you find where people are, they get in a dark place. Mm. And so I have to remind that them that even in the dark place, the light shows up. So you, you, your organization also acts as a support group? Yes. Yeah, to support um, these women, um, especially when the, the, the media is gone, right? I mean, a lot of these yes. situations, because the, the news comes about, but how much more cases whereby the news doesn't even cover, right? Because Yes. Because yes. they're just behind closed doors. Exactly. And, and they don't want to... And they don't, and a lot of times it's mm. about what are the good stories? You know, what are the success stories? Well, there are a lot of us that are success, but we mm. can't get to the point of success until others come out and speak mm. on their behalf so people mm. understand how mm. do I get from being a victorious victim to being a survivor? How do I get from there? And we want wow. to close the doors and not hear about the victorious victim in the it you know like when i'm in the in the when i'm in the bottom i'm in the pits and i'll say all the time you know um someone was asking me the other day i says well i put on my warm-up suits because i work in the drenches wow. <laughs> you know it's not about the glam or any yeah. of this we've had we've also had another success where the individual the mother with her single children yeah. were able to get out of her situation. Yeah. She was able to maintain her job yeah. and find um, a different place to live mm. so that she could be in peace. And yeah. now that young lady is now going through a program to help her to help her um, purchase her home. Yeah. Wow. You so, know. Yeah. So, so yes. Karen has been such an inspiring story. I hope that we can come back again, part two, to talk about your uh, um, workshop, and and I hope that we can touch also on domestic violence recognition, domestic violence prevention, and in between, yes. we'll there's there's this journey about um, education, right? Um, education and support, like what you do. Um, you know, this is such a I should say such a deeply 
um, important issue that we don't get to talk much. Um, you know, uh, and I also have a question: Does domestic violence, uh, uh, the definition of it, does include also emotional oppression, emotional violence? Tell us. Yes, it does. It Tell does. Us. I just had a case where before he'd beaten her, but this particular day he just tore up the entire room, just destroyed it. That's emotional, even though he didn't hit her. That is emotional. Mm. Controlling your finances. When Controlling to your own. Wow. Whatnot. When Tell to us everything. Spend. We got to have your back. Yes. So, <laughs> and I do want to say that. Controlling the, the controlling, controlling. Yes. One, the money. one in three, yes, one in three women will experience yes. sexual assault and domestic violence yes. at some point in her yes. life. Yes. And that's from the national domestic yes. violence yeah. um, statistic. Yeah. Totally. Yes. And, and and also, um, you know, it, it like like ourselves in, in the culture whereby things are behind closed doors, not a lot of news goes out like that. You know what? The violence is from controlling the finances. So there's no way there's no way you can run and there's no where you can run. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I think that's a part where you could give us some um, education. Um, exactly. I was a totally mess when I got out. Yeah. I did not know how to uh, control my finances because there was so much being controlled that yeah. when I got free, I spent everything. It was like, <laughs> You know, I would just for the first spin. time you've got some financial freedom. <laughs> yes, and and, it, and guess what? It came back to haunt me yeah. because I did not know I wasn't educated on how to handle my finances in a in the right manner. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I had to start over and learn why. You know, you become even the more in debt. Yeah. You know, and so it it has. So we will definitely talk about what happens when you're in these things. And one thing about me and why I also feel that is important of what I'm doing is I have been affected by every one of those abuses. Wow. There's a lesson in all of those. And yeah. so this is why we say to victims, yeah. we're here for you yeah. instead of asking, why won't you leave? Wow. So you're right because sometimes um, asking the victim to leave, um, it, it could pose another whole host of problems, um, which we won't talk about it now because I no. want to leave that expert uh, and expertise to you. I'm no expert in that, so I hope to get some education from you. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a sneak peek to the um, workshop that we will eventually roll out in 2022, and also the sneak peek to her part two of this very um, important um, show or important, I should say, introduction to Miss Karen Alston um, and her work and her philosophy and what she stands for. Final 10 seconds, Karen. Yes, I will just leave you with one of the um, testimonials that came to, to us and it said, when, and this is from my mom. She yeah. said that's in one of the emergency shelters. And she said to me, when kids are in this situation, all they see is darkness. Oh. Your generosity, along with your organization, shed a light for me and my children. Wow. 
and that's a uh, that's hope for a lot of people. Um, you know, with people like yourself, because because I would like to even ask you in part two about your dedication um, for your work. Um, you know, how do you find the energy to move forward? And I know this doesn't give you a lot of financial success for your work um, because it's a non-profit organization. It's all about giving back to the community. I'd like to touch on that in part two. So Karen, um, thank you so much. It's such a great 40 minutes we had, um, you know, such a wow, um, you know, with my jaws dropping on the floor. It's such a wow, um, eye-opening, um, you know, talk with you uh, that opens up our mind and our eyes, um, which is a real, you know, I'm really saying this because Karen, this is something new in this part of the world. Um, we never had that because uh, like what you say, it's a cultural difference. Um, a lot of things are kept behind the doors. Um, the violence is defined and, and acted in a different way. Um, but we hope yes. that to talk about that uh, and much more. Um, so Karen, you promised to come back for part two? I promise. Yes. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, this is the uh, a sneak peek to part two. So we will come back uh, for part two very soon, probably um, next week. Definitely. Thank you so much, Karen. So now it's so 10, thank 10 you for 41 uh, p.m. Singapore time. I'd um, like to thank her and Karen, you know, through our Facebook. Now we can have a little bit of social chat through our Facebook. You know, Singapore, um, a little bit more, right? Through all the videos that I sent. Uh, how do you feel about Singapore? Me? Yes. I, love, I can't wait to visit. <laughs> So that's a good about. I cannot about. wait. I'm like, this is a beautiful place, yeah, and all yeah. I've heard others who have been there, they'd be like, you gotta go. It's gotta it's go like there. one of the most cleanest places, and yeah, when I can, see the pictures, you can literally like just sleep on the ground. I'm not talking about sleepovers, about you know the homeless, but literally sleep there. Like it's so clean. Um, yes. You can literally lick off the ground. <laughs> Yeah, so that is definitely a, that is definitely a trip that me and my husband cannot wait to come and be a part yeah, of. Yeah, we'll have that thought. Let's see what we can do for the international yes. summit. Um, a huge convention. I think you inspire me a lot. Um, I think we need people like you um, in this part of the world. Um, you know, let's let's hold that thought about um, having a, a huge world convention. Um, in Singapore and then raising funds for you to come over here and getting the sponsors sponsorship and also me doing a part for Singapore to promote Singapore to the rest of the world to America and yes. to other parts of Asia so that's that something that we think awesome. about that would be awesome right yes you being and one of the speakers it can be done it will be done well thank you and then you know you being one of the key speakers Definitely. <laughs> so we will talk about that, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of the banter at the end. So you can see our friendship um, in the digital world uh, that we built. And very sure that you will hear a lot from Karen and myself again on this topic. But definitely, uh, we want to bring hope to the people. Uh, we want to bring light to the people and Karen, myself. We are Christ followers. We believe in hope and believe in God leading the way. 
um, you know, and and uh, a lot of her work is faith-based. I can see, and and that's uh, where I I come from myself. You can see on my podcast below, uh, my YouTube below. I've got my daily um, Bible reading, scripture reading. So that's a little bit shout out. Um, of my podcast and my YouTube platform. Thank you, Karen. I always would love to hear from you. And let's make an appointment next week for you to go into part two to answer some of my yes. questions that's out of curiosity and also talk about probably God giving us inspiration for a world convention. Yes. Why not? Why not? If you can think it, if, if you if you can think it, it may eventually happen. Yes. We can believe it and it will happen. We will believe in it. Yes, yes. I'm very yes. sure that God has a purpose it can for us. And it will. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I definitely believe God has a purpose for, for all of us meeting in the pandemic. Thank you so much, Karen. I'll, I'll see you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in again to Karen. And Karen, tell us about your platform and where they can find you. Yes, please. All you have one of the main platforms is the is on Facebook. It's called The Survivor's Heart voice to voice where we feature survivors and their stories we also wow. feature um co-survivors that's family members who have lost loved ones oh because God. of domestic violence and so we would like to hear stories. the different platforms that you have particularly yes. on the stories and on the lessons yes learned. it is and, called and, the survivor's heart voice yeah, so, to voice so yes. ladies and gentlemen, we got to hear that in part two also. So that's the hook for everyone to come back. So Karen, thank you so much. And the applause from me um, and my fellow Singaporeans to you. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you. And uh, let's continue praying to God. Um, and I'll see you next week. Definitely. Thank you so much.